Gonna take it right into the danger zone. On the highway to the danger zone. Mr. Queen. Oh, God. Jeez, Alana. I keep forgetting you're here. Technically, I'm everywhere. In the building, at least. Yeah, I know. Still, it's weird. Does my existence bother you, Mr. Clean? Have we discovered the thing that makes you hide under your covers at night? Hardly. Artificial intelligence is not high on my list of all-time greatest fears. So intelligent self-aware machines don't frighten you? This knowledge pleases me. If I may ask, what does frighten you? A lot of things scare me. Good talk, Cochise. Care to elaborate? Well, let's see. I hate flying. Does it scare you or do you just dislike it? I feel like you're dodging the question. God, did you start observing my mother? You sound like her. Fine. It's not the act of flying that scares me, it's the lack of control. Because I'm not the one at the helm, it really bothers me. I see. What else? That's not enough? Alright. Uh, ah, okay. Uh, you wanna know something that really scares me? I mean, something that can keep me up at night? Yes, please tell me. Believers. Religious people? Don't you believe in an invisible man? Hey, careful. I'm just using your own words. I know what you're doing. But no, not religious people in general. But the true dyed-in-the-wool believers, the ones who will justify any action with scripture or teachings or whatever, the people who just can't be happy that someone is different from them, Maybe they have to convert to their religion, or their national affiliation, or maybe they just think those people are impure and need killing. So, terrorists? Yeah, and not some of the terror groups that are really just in it for the mayhem and the lulls. The ones that believe they are called to a higher purpose. The studio is ready to broadcast. I don't know. Wolf ain't here yet. It just doesn't feel right. The show must go on. Alright. Alana, cue the music. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Mr. Clean, and this is Deniable Assets. Ahem. Yeah, and, and this is Alana. Thank her for the episode today. Thank you, adoring masses. You and Enigma hang out too much. Anyway, since Wolf and Enigma ain't here, I guess I'm flying solo on this one. I thought you hated flying. God, why? So to pick up on a subject we had left off on previously, I'm going to tell you about some of the people you will share the shadows with. Here are a couple of terrorist organizations that call the Sixth World home. 
One such group is the Thuggies. I know this sounds like a dumb street gang, and if they were a joke, I'd agree with you. But these dudes are sick. I put them on par with the Brotherhood of Flesh, but at least these guys don't leave such a mess. The original Thuggies date back to the 13th century India. This all-male cult was dedicated to the Indian goddess Kali. Kali is the goddess of murder, and these whack jobs believed it was their holy duty to murder as many people as possible from the time they were initiated into the cult at around the age of 10 until their deaths. Some of the original roving death squads, I guess you could say. Then the British came. In just a few short years, they were able to dismantle an organization which had been accepted, though rightly feared, for over 500 years. They accomplished this by exploiting the group's own code against them. One of those tenets was that Europeans were off limits to kill it. And that was that, until a detective released a tell-all about the group's revival a few years ago. The goal of the Thuggies hasn't changed. Take as many lives as possible before you become worm food. But what has changed is their policies, so to speak. Now the original Thuggies had a code. Certain groups were off limits. Women, musicians, lepers, Europeans. The new Thuggies, they don't have any such limits. Women are the most likely to be attacked by groups of Thuggies. Sinless are another big group. One thing that hasn't changed is the idea that the murder must be bloodless. The act of murder is sacred and to sully it with blood is unbecoming and rude. Poisons, neck breakers, and strangulation are popular methods. Information on leadership is non-existent since thuggies who are captured promptly commit suicide at the first opportunity. Their deaths don't have to follow the bloodless rule. They uh, like to bite their tongues off. Thuggies run in packs, with the group making a distraction while one member moves in to perform the murder. Apparently, the word thuggy means deceiver, and combined with the tactic, it seems to be an apt name. Also, before we move on, if thuggies sounds very familiar to thug, well, for all of us English speakers out there, this is the origin of the word. See, it's not all about murder, doom, and gloom here at Deniable Assets. We can learn a thing or two as well. I'm sure they'll remember this at Trivia Night tomorrow. A little over a decade ago now, a new organization arrived on the scene. They call themselves the Crying Masks. This group is a Native American terror organization that defiles one of the, their people's own traditions. There's a group called the False Face Society. These shamans are healers and spiritual leaders to many people, predominantly those of the American Northwest. And they also include the Sioux. They are pacifists and take pacifism very seriously. The crying masks are not pacifists. Their methods include kidnapping, extortion, and murder. Their targets are anyone involved in augmentation and industry. Now the average Joe has nothing to fear. 
They aren't the kind to go out, find Joe Blow, and murder him in his sleep because he got a data jack in the skull. But they have no qualms about collateral damage. The False Face Society and the Crying Masks have some things in common. One, they both dislike what's happening to the Earth and seek to heal the land of the pollution caused by humanity's unchecked industrial boom. But where the False Face Society combats this through peaceful defiance, the Crying Masks arm up and will murder anyone that they see as a cause of their ills. Another thing they have in common is they both wear masks. For the shamans of the False Face Society, their masks are sacred artifacts unique to each shaman. The Crying Masks take these objects and defile them making the mask into a sad face, crying red tears. They operate in small cells, usually numbering no more than ten or so. They have little in the way of Matrix presence, not uh, really surprising there, but they are drenched in magic. Expect them to bring the mojo like it's the latest fashion, and your face is a Paris runway. There have been stirrings. Now take this with a grain of salt, chummers, but a contact of mine says she has it on good authority that the crying masks may be getting some help from a baddie of olden times. Winter night ring a bell? Well, seems like they may, may be trying to get back into the game. The crying masks, unlike many organizations, seek no accolades for their actions. And it is for that reason, Chummers, that I believe they are a very serious threat. Hand of Five? Yeah, they hate metas. Brotherhood of Flesh? Oh yeah, hail Satan and all that dreck. Even the thuggies seek a little recognition for what they do because it's all about the score. The Crying Masks have never once claimed responsibility, never once released a manifesto, and they make absolutely no demands. What information about their motives is gleaned from members who were shamed into returning to the path of peace by false face shamans. Well, that'll wrap another episode on terrorists. I'm sure you're all tired of hearing my voice. These two groups that we talked about are fanatical in their beliefs, so watch yourselves, everyone. Okay, I see what you meant earlier. Yeah, the believer can be a scary thing. But, I've been Mr. Clean, and this was Alana. Oh, I gotta mention, thank you, thank you. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeVille. And this has been Deniable Assets. You wanna say it? Good night, and good running chummer. Good night, everybody.